Welcome everybody. We have Latoria Todd, also known as, you're going to have to pronounce it for me. <laughs> and can you tell me why you go by that name or Latoria Todd? Uh, well, Latoria is my, my, my before I traveled the world name. And Hadija Toto is actually when I traveled and then I became Muslim, I took on my Muslim name. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. And one of the questions that she had asked me prior to hitting record is why I joined the Power of Voice. And that is where we got in connected. We got into connect connected through John Tallarico's mastermind group, but it's also through the power of voice. And the reason I got involved in the power of voice group is because my African-American sisters have asked me to fight for their rights for, since I am in the majority of the white population and they asked me to fight for their rights. So I am fighting for belonging for all humans because mm -hmm. I believe that all humans need belonging, need love, need friendship, you name it. I don't care the color of their skin. We're all human. Amen. So. Amen. So. I love that. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm so excited to be connected with you because I believe that, you know, what we're doing is along the same lines of what we're looking for, which is, which is that. And I think that when the world is able to see what's possible and what kind of conversations can take place, um, then it's fine, you know? And, and, I, and I do have another question. So you said, you know, you wanted to fight for your, your brothers and sisters in, the, in this, whatever's going on right now. Right. Have you, in what ways, you know, like what, what does that look like for, for Kathy right now? So in what ways right now that it's looking like, for one, prior to taking the power voice system, I'm an accountant by trade and I'm very, I'm shy. I'm a shy person. And I did a Zoom interview, I don't, not necessarily an interview, but more like a panel with mm. uh, some of my black Amer African American sisters and then also uh, Afri African American. So, cause not everybody defines them as African American. Right. And so when I was doing that uh, panelist, my voice was shaking and I was just like, I was so nervous and I'm like, if I'm going to do anything, I got to get better at speaking. Yeah. And so, so that's where I, and I actually, the next day is when Les Brown announced his Power of Voice course. And so I was like, I'm signing up. Right. <laughs> I'm signing up. So for me, I'm taking it a step. I, I needed to learn how to use my voice. I'm you're normally a quiet person. I don't speak. I, I'm just more quiet in nature. Like if we go into a room, I will be the one that's quiet. Right. And it's just who I am. And 
So I had to learn how to use my voice and I'm still learning. And that's part of the reason I'm doing this is so that I can understand, I can do better. And then as far as, so I did the panelists so I could understand at my work, cause I do have a job at my work. Right. They, uh, they've asked me to be on the, on the uh, committee to form the inclusion group and activities and teachings and all of that. And then from there I got, I've been invited like, not necessarily to do a TED talk, but to the TED talk uh, VIP uh, reception and whatnot. So as of right now, I'm still learning a yeah. lot of what I'm doing, but I'm getting my voice out there. I've done numerous like interviews like this and did one with Sizzle. I did one with, uh, with Kristen and, and I'm trying to get what needs to be said out there because yeah. I, per I personally think that there is an issue in the United States. Abs ab absolutely. You want to know something, Kathy is, I, and I, and I always say this in all my interviews because I think it's important in understanding why I'm so detached from this is because I've lived abroad for five years. Mm -hmm. And so I am not systemized in the same capacity of who people think I should be and who I see myself as. So for me, there's a huge disconnect because I see it more so like a disorderly classroom. Yeah. I'm a teacher. So everywhere I walk, I see that, you know, Shakespeare saw the world as a stage. I see the world as my classroom, right? So I'm like either A, I'm the teacher or B, I'm the student or I'm both, right? And so as I walk through, I had the option to go back to China, you know? And I decided to stay because I recognize my people need help, you know, and who am I to be so privileged to go back abroad and go enjoy my life while my people home struggle? And, and that for me, because I can always go back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, 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 I can always hop on a plane. There's no, there's no issue in regards to that. But as right. long as, I, but I've done that and I've done that for five years and I've left. So I know the importance of separating ourselves from it in mm -hmm. order to fully integrate with self for it. Because what we can't do is separate the American psyche from racism they're hand in hand because psychology is what justified it in the first place there's this really good book that i got i actually did a book analyzation but i'm going to show you there's this book called message to the millennials by brother reza islam oh, awesome. brother reza islam is part of the the nation of islam and he talks about he has a chapter called uh, mental health and mental illness and he talks about like the different people who, who justified having slaves and how it was, it was a medical disease if Africans decided that they wanted to run away from the plantation. So if we just look at that in itself, 
it's a disease for someone to decide they don't want to be a slave. There's an there's a psyche issue right there. And I don't believe that that comes from us. And so I think what needs to happen is that we need to redefine what racism is, right? Because it's, it's psychological. So I've already done that beautiful, amazing job. Awesome. And so I redefined racism for myself. And I said, racism is a system of inferiority claiming the false fantasy of superiority. It is a mindset and way of thinking and it's narcissistic behavior. Oh, absolutely. As long as I can gaslight and tell you that it doesn't exist, it then creates deniability for me. Therefore, as Brene Brown said, once said about guilt and shame, shame is when you say, I am bad. I think, I mean, guilt is I've done something bad, right? Mm -hmm. But as long as I can create that deniability, then I don't have to have shame nor guilt. And as long as I don't have to have shame nor guilt, then it also allows me the opportunity to pretend I don't see it. It allows me the opportunity to not give you reparations and not confess what I've done wrong. It gives me the opportunity to be completely avoidant to the situation. So for me, and the reason I can say this so emotionless almost because I've been removed from it. So I've been able to look at it from an outside view of understanding it doesn't have to just run me my money. Give me my money. Give me my trillions of dollars that, that, that my people are owed so we can do what we must with it. But America doesn't get to make a 40 acres and a mule promise and not fulfill its promise because if it was anyone else, then it would be an issue. And another issue is even like when Haiti seceded, you know, from colonialism there, why did they have to pay reparations? That doesn't make sense. Why, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, um, it's, about, it's about redefining things because people are in denial, there's deniability. So, in As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, he says that, he talks a lot about intention and he talks about how when you're rich in virtue, it pays off in the outside world and in real life. So what's happened is you have these poor men. And when I say poor, I mean, they're poor in virtue. They're poor in morality. They're poor in ethical moral compass right? But they have the material, physical possessions. Well, now the tables have turned and now the world is coming to a more ethically moral compass place. And I mean, I don't mean the world, I mean America specifically. Mm -hmm. Because the tables are turning and everybody's starting to see light is being shed. Now these narcissists want to say that it doesn't exist, thereby gaslighting not only just America, but even people like you, Kathy, you're getting in trouble too. Because oh, yeah. I have a neighbor who 
walked around with the Black Lives Matter, I want to say face mask or something. She ended up getting fired from her job. So mm -hmm. it's the same. Nothing has changed. It's just the time. Now it's 2020, right? So same thing with the police force. The police force was created to make sure that, that slaves were kept in check, right? So now when you see police brutality, everybody's like, oh, I can't believe that's happening. Well, if if you can't believe it's happening, it means that you weren't paying attention or you weren't listening, which is totally fine that you just tuned in. But when you tune into chaos, you can't expect the chaos to slow down for you, right? So, so even in that, there's this, there's this privilege that a, that's, it, that's existing even within the, the conversations of not being able to listen and not being able to engage in conversation to change it, right? So for example, the most empowering thing that someone could do is, <laughs> there was an email sent out by uh, one of my friends. She, 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 had a, she has this job and they were like, we're all about diversity and inclusion. So we've made this black person, the head of HR. You didn't make a black person a CISO. You didn't make the black person on your director's board. I don't care. Like, like let's, let's move past the smoky mirrors. Mm -hmm. it, it's done. You know what I mean? And America, <laughs> I just laugh because America is this this woman who has been she's been an actress her entire life just magnificent beautiful and she's worn makeup on her face she's always ready for her auditions she goes in for the cast screening she knows exactly the character that she wants to play she goes in she goes and plays it and then they say cut you've been cut. We don't want you to play this role. And she's like, what? You don't want, you don't know what you're missing. No, 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 no. This is my studio. We, you're not fit for this role. We want, we want someone who's younger. We don't, we don't want this. We want someone who's younger. No, 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 no. Do you know who I am? I'm going to call my father, right? So there's this, this thing of power. There was this policeman who did an interview and he said, the reason that it's so easy for us to attack on black people is because they have no power. He said, when, when it's a white person, they call, they call someone in their family that's in Congress or someone in their family that, that hits up some type of legislative. So we know not to touch them. Whereas with black people, we know that they're unprotected and nobody's going to come for them. So there's this power struggle, even in him admitting that, you know, mm -hmm. now he's an advocate, right? He's an advocate. He fights for, for black people and all these things. But just to hear that is the slither of inner dialogue that's happening inside of the police force, right? So we have to be able to come, come together or separate. And I'm, I, in my experience, 
In my experience, as terrible as this might sound, I believe separation is necessary. I say that because integration happened because Black people asked to integrate into white society. White society has never asked Black people to integrate. And even today, white society still has not asked Black people to integrate. Therefore, why would I want to lay at the foot of my father who keeps kicking me? Mm -hmm. Right? You keep kicking me and then, and then, and then getting mad that I'm making a mess throwing up because you keep kicking me in my stomach and I keep throwing up. And then you keep complaining about the throw up, but you keep kicking me. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's a decision that white America has to make of, do you really want us? But at the same time, why would I put you in such position to decide that for me? That's my decision to make, right? And so because I've separated from this, this I'm going to call it a simulation, this simulation, this antebellum simulation, since I've separated from this, I know the power of separation. I've been able to get myself mentally, spiritually, socially clear and, and, and it was a diverse population, but again, it was in China. So everybody was the minority, right? You form this community of international people. So it's not, about, it's not about black versus white, which is what we make racism about. Racism was founded upon the psychiatric that is inseparable from black and white because of how racism, the system of racism began. However, today, it is, like I said, racism is a system of inferiority claiming the false fantasy of superiority. So you're taking your fantasy of you thinking you're superior, bringing it into the reality, but it's because you indeed are inferior, right? I wouldn't need all this power if I wasn't hungry right? Because at the same time, if I have love and I'm filled with love, Kathy, mm -hmm. I can't yell at you about this situation. I can't, I can't. And emotions are shown differently. You know what I mean? I had a, I had a Karen and I'm, I say a Karen. <laughs> had a, <laughs> just for people who don't know what a Karen is, a Karen is, is someone who, can you tell them, Kathy, what is a Karen? Oh, well, I used to have the haircut of a Karen. I'm just going to tell you that. I didn't know what it was until my kids were like, you've got the Karen haircut. And I was like, what is that? So uh, how do you explain that? Basically, uh, it's usually a white female with a little short A-line haircut that seems they always are right. And they, all, they think they're always right. They're not always right but they're always seem to be in charge of the situation or basically they're if you go and you're going out to a restaurant and you get the wrong item on your because the waiter did something wrong that karen is going to complain to the manager yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> so was that good an explanation yeah that was good that was good i like that yeah, yeah Karen, Karen is, um, that's your narcissistic woman. 
Mm-hmm. You're a narcissistic white woman mm-hmm. who who creates a system of deniability for herself. Yep. And therefore cries and therefore plays victim to the things that she's doing. But because she's narcissistic, she's gaslighting other people in the process. Right. And so I had a Karen <laughs> at my job in China. And it was so refreshing because I'm going to tell you what happened, Kathy. It was the most beautiful thing ever. We're at work and she's from Tennessee. So anyone who's from the South and they'd go abroad, you know, you, you have to know they're, they, they have this system. They have this system of racism. Now in Virginia, that kind of system, especially in Northern Virginia, where I'm from, you know, it's super diverse. So this system of racism, if it does exist, it's more covert, right? Where you might not notice it. But I'm always about who you surround yourself with. So for me personally, I didn't experience racism and discrimination where I'm from. So for me, I only experience it when I go down south. Mm-hmm. So when I go to Kentucky, when I go to Tennessee, when I go to, you know, and they start saying terms like Yankee and they start saying like, you know, the N word. And, and I just like literally, Kathy, I go, how does that make you feel <laughs> to say these things? Because at the end of the day, you are so angry and passionate and convicted about who you're telling me I'm supposed to be. But because you don't know who I am, I'm looking at you like the psychiatry, right? The, what do you mean? What, are you okay? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, like, why isn't she bowing down, right? Because what's right. happened is, because the system has been created, you have a lot of Black people who are bowing down into the system, not even realizing, right? They're not thinking for themselves. They're just, they're just being subservient to the system. So they're bowing down. They're not realizing. You don't know how many, like, friends I've had to go to the South. And they're like, they even get irritated with the Black people because they're like, why are they letting those white people talk to them like that? But it's because they're not used to being liberated and free. And that's why I say, I believe the healing is going to happen in separation. You can't, you can't sleep next to your rapist and expect healing. That's not how that works. It, it, it's, it's not possible. And so then even, even looking at I can understand why some people <clears throat> get upset about interracial dating. That's not something that I get upset about personally because I'm free mentally. I've, I've, I'm already, I've gone through my process. You know what I mean? So for me, it's not something, it's something that I see and be like, okay, cool. I don't care. You know what I mean? But for some people in a community, it's a matter of having generational Stockholm syndrome because we do have generational PTSD. We do have generational Stockholm syndrome. We have generational, generational mental, mental strains. When you're around narcissists in the society all the time, you really don't know what's what and your mind's not healthy and then you have negative news coming at you all the time, 
right? So being in that kind of in that kind of position, you know, we've learned what it is to be human, mm-hmm. right? And and I would argue because we don't know our mother tongue, we don't know the name of our grandfathers, we can't tell you our history in terms of where we come from. We don't know the name of the ship. We don't know, we don't know our history. Nobody came back for us. No, nobody. So we are the adopted child that nobody wants. We're, we are the ones that Africa decided to give up, right? Africa was our parents. Africa mm-hmm. decided to give us up. They gave us up. We got adopted by this other parent named America. America decided to abuse us. So then we leave and now both of them are asking for us back. And so we're at the point where we're like, you gave me away and never came back for me. And you have been abusing me. I don't have to choose either one. You know what I mean? And what it is is, in order, Kathy, for us to get along, you have to come into my world, right? right? I can't come into your world because I've done that and I'm not accepted, right? But you can come into my world in a, in, in a, in a certain capacity, but even before that would be able to be possible and healthy, right, some people, for some people, I don't believe it's possible right now, seeing the condition that America is in. I didn't realize it was this bad until I came back. And I was like, yeah. what? Like, to me, it was like, what's right is wrong. What's wrong is right. Everything seems backwards. And I'm like, how in the world did I grow up here? You know? Yeah. As far as uh, being accepted into the black community, and I totally understand what you're saying. My son played basketball for the last 20 years. So Mm -hmm. naturally in the basketball uh, leagues, most of the kids um, are black. It's just how it is. And so for me and my son, we have, we were accepted into the basketball black community because my son actually got called the whitest black kid boy that anybody's ever known. And so I was like, well, be proud, Lawson, be proud. (laughs) And, and so I understand to a point what you're saying. I totally understand. But the things that you just said, it just kind of like the whole separation and the whole Africa in the U S as your, your parent that didn't want you, your parent that abused you. I was like, ah, just is baffling my mind because it's so true Hmm. it's so so true and then the generation the generational psyche i actually i grew up with that because my parents were those people Hmm. and they're both white and when i was growing up i mean and even today there is not a, not a, we live in a bubble in Utah. There's not a lot of black people here in Utah. But even like when I was growing up, my sister was dating a black, the only black person in school 
in mm -hmm. the entire high school and my sister was dating him and oh my parents did not like that at all and right. and then i just found out recently that my dad he absolutely he admitted he admitted that he didn't ever give the black kids a chance because until lawson was playing basketball and then he said they're just people they're just humans and he's like i never knew why it was like that and it was just what was raised in him right and now he's 70 he's not 75 i get less friends age mixed up with him he's 80 years old and he's just finally realized it within the last couple of years so but doesn't it go back to i even want to go back to my definition of racism right is that it's it's a system right it's a system of inferiority claiming the false fantasy of superiority yep. because the only way you can claim superiority is if indeed you believe that someone else is inferior yep. when you don't believe in a superior man nor an inferior man and you just see man in general then it's not applicable right so when people say i don't see color i don't see color well come on we have to we have to be real for a second like mm -hmm. it's a it's a mindset it's a way of thinking so the fact that you have the privilege to say that you don't see color you're not recognizing you're not recognizing your 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 innocence in your privilege is coming off very malicious even though that's not how it is and i'll give you an example of my me saying that because when I, I have a lot of African friends and I would be like, you know, it's okay. Like you can just move like this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't recognize my American privilege was speaking. And, you know, my friends would be like, I can't do what you can do because you have an American passport. And that's when I recognized and I was like, whoa, there's a whole different realm of racism. I wouldn't even call it racism. I would call it globalism. <laughs> because, you know, even now, my brothers and sisters on the continent, from the continent of Africa, are being discriminated against, right? So now, in a way, because I'm the abused child and I'm the child that got kicked out, it puts me at an advantage of the world because now, I have this American privilege over, you know, the people that sold, you know, so it, it's an interesting position to be in, basically. And it's an interesting position to talk from because I recognize it, right? I've, I've seen myself as a Black person in America. I've seen myself as a Black person in America who grew up surrounded by diversity right? Even college, same thing. We had the slogan, I love diversity. Shout out to Virginia Commonwealth University, VCU. But, you know, we believed in, in, in like fully integration to the fullest extent of, you know, everything, everyone was different. We embraced each other's cultures. We would have little block parties. We had a lot of fun. And that's what it should look like. It should look like us embracing one another. Our mm -hmm. American calendar should change. There's no reason that Columbus, Columbus's name should ever even touch that calendar's name. You know, there's no reason why, 
give the power back to the people. And that's, that's, that's what it looks like. It looks like giving a position on your director's board, not on your, you know, typical female HR stuff, like give a position to that person and allow them to, uh, not someone that you've chosen as a token, right? Who's, who you know is gonna have your back, but someone who's real, right? Someone who's a realist, like Daniel Cameron, for example. Biggest joke I ever seen in my life. It's a, it's a prime example of, of a token. And I say that because I've been a token my entire life. And I think a lot of tokens, they tend to try to go on, they try to choose sides. But see, as a token, that's not, that. you're supposed to be able to fight for your people in position. That's why you were given the position in the first place. Because Kathy, if you and I work together, right? And then I'm scared to tell you, oh my gosh, this is how black people really feel. And I'm afraid to really tell you, then I'm not fulfilling my position. Mm -hmm. Right. And you hired me purposely so I could be raw and honest with you so we can move forward together in a way that's authentically real. But what happens is, Kathy, someone hires Lisa, who tries to think like you think and is afraid to speak truth to power or speak, speak truth to what and I say power in the sense of, of now you have this position that is powerful and you're afraid to use it. And the biggest example is Daniel Cameron in the Breonna Taylor case, is you, you did not use what people hired you for, the people under you hired you for to represent them. You didn't use your platform. And so you look like us, but you're not one of us in terms of we should be having it shouldn't take it takes Hadija to talk to Kathy to be real and to tell her this is honestly what it is this is what it's not and this is these are these are games that we're not going to play then we're not going to deny I just want my money how can I get my money that's my my it's like, I'm like, the hardest person, people that I've ever had a hard time getting money that they owed to me was when I was dealing with narcissistic people. It's not about a color. It's not about, because it's not about none of that. It's yeah. about a narcissistic system of behavior, psyche behavior, because narcissists gaslight to say that money, you don't need that money. That money doesn't, we don't have that money. You don't have that money, but when you sign $1.8 trillion in stimulus checks, you suddenly had the money. <laughs> but when yeah. I'm asking you for my money, you don't have it every time. I have to create something for you to give. I have to pay you and lobby you to put sign this in. No, I'm not paying you anymore. I think 250 years of labor is enough payment. Right? I don't have to lobby you. You do what I tell you to do because that's, that's, that was my work. That's the debt. And, and history, I wrote on here, history serves as, a, serves as a tool to put the consciousness 
simulation of the program in the forefront of learners so they may learn to create and recreate their own program. I like so that. we're looking at simulations here. Are we going to allow ourselves to continue to be in this simulation? Because it's a simulation, right? Mm -hmm. It's a simulation that we allow to exist. So in the same terms of, of, of Karen's, let's go back to the story about Karen. I just need to tell you, because this is such an important story to, to me as a person and how my world changed from that moment. So Karen at work, she's upset. She, she's, she's, you know, gaslighting everyone in the office. She's, and what that looks like is her refusing to do work, her refusing to participate in the group because things aren't going her way. And I'm like, Karen, now, come on now, like we're a team. And if you're not participating in the team, it's, it makes the work for all of us more difficult. But see, Karen didn't like that I was the star of the show in terms of creativity, in terms of uh, pushing out stuff. But see, I'm the type of person where <clears throat> I love working as a team because I can come up with the vision. I have the vision, but I can't execute everything, right? Which right. means that I need people to help bring that in. As you bring more people in, guess what happens? the vision gets bigger and it becomes more clear. So as we're working on this, and I'm talking about this is a huge event, okay? And as we're working, everything's looking great. You know, we have people, like certain people involved and everybody, everybody's working good. Well, Karen just can't stand the fact that Hadija is the star of the show, okay? And I'm like, I'm not really the star of the show. It's just that when people have questions, they come to me and they're like, okay, how did you see this part? I'm like, well, what do you think? Like, I think we should blah, 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 right? And then they right. go back and then they do it. And it, and it just, she saw it as star of the show because she saw me as the brains behind it. But nobody knew on the outside that I was the brains behind it because I don't like to, I don't like to get that kind of recognition right unless it's me in the show then that's different but none of us were in the show we were just making the show happen for other people and so karen she starts screaming and crying and then she didn't want to go to work anymore and she didn't trust anybody in the office and all of these things right so she's like you know functioning out of this place of lack and 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 greed and just functioning out of this really dark place so we're all like is she okay like because we wanted to take it seriously but also I didn't want to excuse it and give her the privilege of saying maybe she has a mental illness maybe she's bipolar maybe she's no no no, no. I'm not I'm not I'm not giving you that because you, I, I just I can't I'm, I'm going to take you for what you are and I'm just like, hmm, interesting. So I just sit back and watch because I'm an observer when it comes to these kinds of things. So then she calls me. So we have an office meeting with all the admin. She calls me angry. This is in China. Oh, goodness. She says, I'm an angry black woman. 
Oh, so she physically called you angry. <laughs> I thought she meant you call, she called you on the phone angry. No, 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 this is Oh! <laughs> so she's like, and you're angry all the time. And I was like, now like Kathy, nobody see me angry. Nobody can see me shook up. When I get shook up, you'll know I'm shook up. And everybody yeah. will know because I'll tell everybody that I'm, that I'm, I'm done right i'm yeah. i'm done with the conversation i'm shook up i'm not going to um i'm not going to further engage but usually i walk away before i get upset right which is why yeah. i said okay i'm finished with this conversation we're gonna we're gonna recuperate we're gonna come back and i'll see you guys later right and so she was like you're angry and blah blah, blah. And she starts crying and i just i just it ticked off in me and I was like, how dare you bring that SHIT into China? Don't you dare treat me like I'm subpar to you and you are the standard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we really got into it and everybody was like, they didn't realize. And I was like, you're racist and it's disgusting that you can leave our country and bring that here. That is disgusting. Don't you ever do that again. Because I've lived here for the past four, at that point it was four years. And I was like, I've lived here for the past four years and I haven't experienced this. And how dare you bring this here? Because even growing up, I didn't experience it. Mm -hmm. So the wow. fact that you brought your fictitious superiority, narcissistic gaslighting ways over to this country, I was highly insulted. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it was because you felt that you could that pissed me off. And so she, she was, she starts crying and she's like, see, look, everybody, you see her attacking me? You see her attacking me? And I was like, I'm sorry that you and I have different ways of expressing yourself. I'm sorry that you as a white woman, you get to cry for your vulnerability. Well, guess what? I didn't get to cry. My people didn't get to cry. So you know what happens is we express our anger and our upsetness. I don't get to cry. So your tears are equivalent to my anger because I didn't have the advantage to cry and walk away and pretend that I'm the victim of something. I never got to be the victim because you're so busy crying with your tears rolling down your face right now and all the attention is on you. And so everybody saw through it and they were like, Karen, can you please sit down? And she was like, you guys don't, you guys are, are choosing her over me. And so then my friend Caroline, who was the lead teacher of all of us. So Caroline and I, Caroline was a great, like a great boss, a great mentor to me. And she used to let me run free reign because I was super creative. And she's super organized. So you get a creative person with an organized person, you've got gold right there. Because right. my problem was I couldn't necessarily organize the execution of the ideas at the time because everything was happening so quick. So Caroline was like, don't, now Caroline was from Scotland. And she was like, don't, don't you, don't you talk to Toto like that? Like, <laughs> who do you think you are? And she's like, and you guys don't even make me copies of X, Y, and Z. She's like, I'm not your, I'm not your secretary. Don't nobody work for you. Who do you think you are? Right? And so then you see these two white women going head to head. And what's happening is Caroline is 
basically told me, I got this. Mm-hmm. You step back. I got this because this is ridiculous. So she comes in the forefront. Now she's fighting. She's talking to Karen. So in the end, the Chinese people are watching it and they're like, that's what racism looks like. And then we're like, I'm so sorry, Toto. Like, I didn't even know that that's what it looks like. I said, no, it was beautiful because for the first time, Karen saw that that doesn't work here. And that was so beautiful and so liberating. So when I walk around, I say, don't be a Karen, be a Caroline. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that tagline. (laughs) Don't be a Caroline. Don't be a Karen, be a Caroline. And it's important to me because my friends are white and it's important because we have this kind of talk, these kind of talks all the time. You see, Kathy, I'm super comfortable talking about it with you because we have these conversations all the time because I'm like, what is seriously the issue? I don't under, like, I don't understand, you know, because I'm not trying to be like anyone or accepted by anyone. I just want to have fun and live my life to the fullest extent that I can. But with this system existing, it's like, the world can be a fun playground, right? It doesn't have to be hell's playground. It can actually be the gates. We, we can all be knocking on the gates of heaven and being like, hey, we're here to have some fun. <laughs> and that's just the life I'm used to living. So when you tell me you have to be wearing a yellow shirt in order to get in here, I'm like, I gotta wear a yellow shirt. I just just came to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. So you are just full of personality. I love that. (laughs) I absolutely, you've been just a joy to listen to. You know, I have, I think I'm one of the few people that I've seen that is actually optimistic about this. You know, I'm excited to see what happens, you know, because at the end of the day, all of this is coming to a head. It, it had to come to a head, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's people's handling of that that is going to be the issue or the, the savior of it, right? Because at the end of the day, Kathy, I don't hate you. I don't hate your daddy. I don't hate your uncles. I don't hate your granddaddy's 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 granddaddy. I just want all of them to come to the conclusion to run me my checks. <laughs> give me my checks. Give me my reparations. Um, also, here's the plan that I've created for you to do so. Let's both sign the document below. And that's it. We don't have to have any resentment towards each other. We will have our own land. We will cultivate our own land. We will have our own place. And if you want to come through, you need to apply for a visa like you would to get in any other country because we want to make sure that you're not about to set fire like like what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we need to use history to serve as a lesson for what people can do, right? And not be ignorant to what has happened, but we don't have to be upset about it either, right? Now, it is different when you do have cases like Breonna Taylor, because we do need our soldiers on the ground. However, for every 
James Baldwin, you need an Angela Davis. For every Malcolm X, you need a Martin Luther King. For every, for every, it's balance. It's about balance because some people need that tough talk, right? Some people need that because humans are different. And if we didn't admit that, then we have different kinds of leaders, right? So what we need right now is to develop a level of consciousness in which we can all exist in, right? It's It's a level of higher consciousness that we can exist in to say, yes, we apologize. And even then, you know, Marianne Williamson, she wrote this book called A Path to Love. And that's who I wanted to be my president. And I'm going to tell you why. I read A Path to Love and this woman, I cried because it was the first apology that I had ever heard a white person give to Black people for the struggle, for the admit the things that were done wrong it's about an admittance and a repentance Ooh, ooh, there you go yeah it's about an admittance and repentance right when you stand before god if you're a religious person if you're not when you stand before someone to apologize i'm going to use god in this example because you know I'm always having God on my mind because when you got to pray five times a day, you don't get a choice. <laughs> but when, when I pray and I pray for, for repentance, I can't pray and ask God for forgiveness of the things that I've done. If I'm not able to forgive other human beings for what they've done, right? And acknowledge that. So I think what's happening is this. This is what's happening. I think white America is so scared because they know their malicious ways. And so they're afraid that we hold the same malicious ways as they do. And so because we don't, they don't understand that we're not like that. That's just not how we are. If we, if indeed we were like that, we would have done some stuff a long time ago. All we want to do is we want to exist. 